You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Steady Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Del Tori. Same corner, same time. That boy's ready to do this. We got a special guest today, man. How y'all feeling? Feeling good. I had a good weekend. Lightning are up 3-0, Nick. Mm. Uh, about to take care of the, uh, the South Florida <laughs> hockey team that uh, came out of nowhere this year, ready to put them back in their cages for the... Uh, rest of the off season, and uh, Lightning are uh, right now a wagon on on track to uh, win a third Stanley Cup in a row. I've seen them boys fishing. Apparently, there's some rumors out yes. that they're out the strip clubs. On uh, so the game was on Sunday at one thirty. Apparently, they're out the strip clubs here in Tampa until about three in the morning. So nice. I'm blame you. Gonna you gonna lose? You gotta lose <laughs> with good vibes and you know good <laughs> with good ambiance and, and oh, hey. World class city for strip clubs, that's for the, sure. The oh, Tampa no. strip clubs don't even serve alcohol. Word? That's, that's the, a the, yeah, yeah. The big ones do not because they're, yeah, they're the full nude variety. You can't be full. You can't be full nude and uh, and serve alcohol in the same in the same building, Corey. It's too righteous for Tampa. So, so South Florida lost a hockey game, but they won strip club match. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I, just had, I just had to correct Dan when he said it's an elite city, elite town for strip right. clubs. Just yeah, I just know, said it's an elite town, period. Uh, it is. You got to bring, bring your own Capri Sun. <laughs> got to bring your own Capri Sun when you go to Mons Venus. Capri Sun. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah. So the, uh, but, but good weekend overall, boys. Uh, what did I do? Um, had the lightning game uh, yesterday. That was a, a, an elite day. Uh, played a golf round in, uh, in Orlando Saturday morning. That's why I texted you, Corey, to see what you were up to if you were in town. Um, but otherwise, a, a very relaxing weekend otherwise, which is what I need because we've got a big weekend ahead of us. You got a big weekend ahead of us? What do you got? Oh, you got Memorial Day coming up. You ready? Big, big Memorial Day. We Bring got, it we've out. Got, we've got, we've got Sunset Dan. Music Festival in town. Ooh. We've got some some boat days ahead, so it's going to be a, uh, an elite Are you, are you whipping the boat out there? Uh, not for Sunset. No, Sunset Music Festival is at Raymond James Stadium, so where the Bucks play. It's a big mm-hmm. music festival that they have here every weekend, or every every weekend, every Memorial Day weekend. Uh, but uh, we'll be doing some boating on on Saturday and or nice. Sunday and Monday. So, okay, nice. Captain That's Dan, Memorial Day weekend, it. man, it's already on us, man. This year's flying by. Uh, how was your weekend, Nick? You still, on, you still, you still in the drought, baby. I know, I know, I know it's rough over there, man. <laughs> How you maintain? Um, you seen you seen your therapist? Lauren came home. Uh, got oh, home. I got nice. a surprise visit. I got yeah, an appointment or two nice. to take care of. I got you. Um, she heard the show. Had uh, she might she might listen to the show. She uh, came home for a weekend. She was here for like twenty four hours. Uh, other than that, just had baseball. Um, watching America's team with Dan Miami Heat, looking to take a three a commanding three one series lead. I can tonight. see it, commanding. Commanding three one lead tonight. Uh, so that's it. Baseball's winding down though. We finished a regular season and uh, got a Hoover SEC tournament this week. But uh, I'm about to get my my small sliver of off season between baseball and football camp. 
Get you a little break there, huh? Yeah, and a few Sorry. weeks ago, that looked like that break would be a little bit longer than the way it's looking right now. Yeah. Yeah. They're on the, boy, the boys are hot. The boys are hot. We need them to get hot, man. We'll need you to jinx them, man. Yeah. I'm staying away. <laughs> <laughs> so, how was your weekend? I was cool, man. Um, a lot of relaxation. Uh, one of the few weekends we don't have anything going to cush off, so I took advantage, man. Just vibe. Um, came home Saturday. And we were trying to link. I had to do some things up in Orlando during the week, but I actually came home on Saturday. So my, my week was a little reversed. Uh, but I just a whole lot of chilling, man. End up touring my own city because I don't hang out here. Uh, the last two years, I don't think I've really been out in my city. Mm-hmm. Just been in Orlando and just moving around, doing a lot of business. So And plus the pandemic uh, shut down like a whole year. So it's been a while. A lot of new restaurants and you know, and, uh, and the city just looked different. And we did the sidewalks downtown, the streets. Mm-hmm. Everything's just different. Uh, so I just toured my city, bro. Hung out Saturday and then uh, shout out to my man Sandy. He hit me up uh, Sunday. I've been trying to get Janoris Jenkins to to the Cushaws or on, on one of these platforms mm. to do an interview. Um, he heard the Leon Orr interview that we did on Roll Up. Hit up his guy Sandy and Sandy hit me up. I was like, hey, man, Jinx in town. I want to talk. So I went to go over to holler at Janoris Jenkins over in Wellington, man. That was dope. Um, we got him coming into the Kush House next week, June 1st. If y'all in Orlando or any nearby city, you can grab a ticket to come hang out. If not, in about a month or so, y'all get to see that episode because it's going to be a whole production that we got to like edit down. But if you're around, come check that out, man. We're doing a nice event around it. Um, so but next next Wednesday? Hum day, man. Yeah, we got to catch can, you before. I think What's I up? can be there. Pull up, baby. Hmm. Wednesday, June 1st. June 1st, 8 p.m. I, I think I can make it. Think I can make that? I think it's gonna be some more gators in the building too, um, bubbling up a little bit. We'll see what's up. Well, if you, see, if you uh, need to, if you need to use my name to attract any more, just let me know. You can put my name on the flyer and all that. But I'll I got give you, you that man. permission. I'll give you that permission. You should, are you gonna be wearing the <laughs> Hong Kong uh, uh, blazers? I can. I can. I can definitely bring out the drip. Uh, he's coming back in town in a couple weeks. So if you're in Tampa, uh, he's going to be in a bunch of other cities, but if you're in Tampa over the next couple weeks, or if you live here, he'll be here in the next couple weeks. Shoot me a DM. I can send you the, uh, the link to get scheduled to get, uh, your, your drip fresh, mm-hmm. uh, get some new jackets, some new shirts, get some new suits, tuxedos, jeans, whatever you might need. What's that going to run Hong me? Kong Andy? What? What's that going to run me, Dan? Um, it, it's two piece. A nice two-piece, you know. Some, with some uh, understated plaid. Nice two-piece. Oh, uh, you know, probably $650, $700. That could be that's worse. Light. That's light, man, for on yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that on three that's, that's, that's light, light on three money. That's light on three check right there, man. Ain't nothing. Yeah. That's, that's a rounding error in your bank account, Nick. Um, mm. You know, jackets probably start at 600 probably go up to 1000 Suits. Mm-hmm. You know, range as well. Obviously, it depends on fabric, everything else, customizations, right? Buttonholes, colors, all that. So we can talk more if you want. You can you can come down to the beautiful city of Tampa, get yourself measured up by you got, Hong Kong. You got time, some, bro. You got yeah. time. We'll get you a nice suit from Hong Kong. Need, need a little Stay Miguel insert on the inside. He fishing. can do that, too. Oof. Sounds fly. Hey, my birthday coming up, man. I do bubbles and bow ties, man. I'm going to have to holler at Hong Kong, man. When he, This is the last time you're going to catch him before, before like, July? Mm. Probably, huh? Let me see. Great content here. He'll be in San Francisco, New York. He's in New York right now, actually. In Boston, Chicago, Philadelphia, D.C., Atlanta, Dallas, Tampa, oh. Orlando. Oh, he's on tour. He's on tour. Um, right here, right? Yeah. Hey, he'll be in Orlando June 4th, 5th, and 6th. Um, 
He'll be in Jacksonville for just one night on uh, June 7th. I know a lot of people up there could afford to upgrade their I wardrobe. I no idea, man. Uh, Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> Look at Dan. On Dan with 8th. the Jacksonville slander. <laughs> yeah. On uh, Fort Lauderdale on June 8th. Miami, June 9th. He'll be in Puerto Rico, Newark, Phoenix, oh. Portland. All Andy's, over the place. He's Hong going to tour, baby. Doing- He's, he's everywhere. Well, date. He's everywhere but Hong Kong. Yeah, and then, uh, and then Hong Kong and he's doing more tour dates than Justin Bieber. Hell That's facts. Yeah. That's facts. Hey, he's he's got to work hard, man. But a great product. If you if you are interested and live in any of those cities, feel free to upgrade your wardrobe with my boy Hong Kong Andy. Um, but since he's not sponsoring the show, that's enough free advertisements for him. <laughs> uh, let's give a shout out to our friend, uh, title sponsor of this show, uh, Alan Horn. Um, Alan is a State Farm agent in Jasper, Georgia, specializing in auto, home, renters, life, business insurance, and retirement planning in Georgia, Florida, Alabama, and Tennessee. AlanHornInsurance.com or 706-692-2888. Again, Alan Horn, that's H-O-R-N-E, Insurance.com, 706-692-2888. Gentlemen, since our last show, we were kind of caught completely out of the blue. The next day uh, after we recorded, uh, the legendary and former stadium and Gale um, guest Mick Hubert announced that Saturday would be his last uh, appearance with the Florida Gators. He's going to retire, head on down to Sarasota. Uh, so certainly we appreciate 33 years of excellence. Mr. Hubert, a guy that I grew up listening to uh, every week during football season growing up, we would turn down the, the TV announcers and listen to Mick Hubert on the radio. Uh, so definitely a, a guy that was fundamental in my growing up as a Gator fan. Uh, but Nick Silk, want to hear your thoughts. Mick Hubert, uh, a legend of sports broadcasting. Go ahead, Nick. I know that's your man. I seen your pictures, man. Get your, get your shit off, man. Yeah. it. Um, I mean, Nick's been there 33 years. So as long as I've been watching um, or listening to Florida, Florida sports, that was the voice. Um, grew up, my parents went to Florida. So we were watching all kinds of Florida sports, and, and whether it was basketball, baseball, uh, football. Uh, Mick was bringing you those moments. And, and I remember um, when we were, my dad took me to a couple games and, and we're sitting there and you've got like the transistor radios back in those days. Mm-hmm. Um, he, we're at a game and my dad hands me this radio and goes, here, put this on. I'm like, what are you talking about? We're at mm-hmm. a game. Why would I put the radio on? He goes, you're going to hear Mick Hubert. Mick Hubert's going to talk about the game. Um, and uh, I don't know how it was. If there, I can't remember if there was a delay, if there wasn't a delay, but in my mind there wasn't. Uh, so yeah, it's uh a legend and uh, going out in his own way, just kind of like let it creep up and just said, uh, Hey, by the way, only doing three more games and I'm out of here. Going to the beach in Sarasota. See ya. Mm-hmm. So that's the way to go. No, no farewell tour. Uh, not looking to get his flowers. Just look, 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 dig his toes into some sand. Call it a career. I like it. I like it. He he do the tour like Hong Kong Andy. <laughs> No, nah, probably, probably, well, probably didn't want to compete. Probably didn't want yeah, to compete yeah, with, yeah. with Hong Kong Andy. It's hard to be two goats trying to compete like that, man. <laughs> I feel sorry for whoever got to like follow up, Mick. Man, that's a tough seat to follow. Uh, so many calls we've heard, like great calls over the years. Um, I got to. I wasn't a big radio guy. We didn't grow up in the radio era, mm-hmm. but um, as a young man, uh, moving around on a Saturday, uh, if you had to tune in on the radio, whether you're a kid or or, or as a, an adult. 
Uh, you heard Mick voice, man. Um, and nobody called things better in my mind. I know every fan base probably says that about their guy, but man, um, just just even though I, I thought I seen like uh, like when we watch games when when they end in a big way. Like regardless if I seen it on TV or at the physical game, I was gonna go back and hear Mick's call on that motherfucker. Like regardless, right? Um, so I just think like whoever gotta follow him up, man, they got a big seat to follow, man. Um, a whole legend out here, man. Yeah. Now, and I would imagine that that Scott Strickland and and the uh, the Gators have known for a little while that this would probably be the end. Uh, but certainly, um, it, it seems like it came quick. Uh, pause. But it seems like you know his end certainly is uh, something that still hasn't completely resonated and probably won't until football season. You know, certainly I'd listen to him a little bit in basketball and and baseball and and watching the highlights. But certainly. Uh, definitely uh, caught, I think, everybody by surprise and certainly, you know, wish him the best. I know he said that he's going to head down to Sarasota. Um, you know, kind of sad reading some of his quotes. I know one of them was that he's had his 15 minutes of fame and that he's going to head down to Sarasota and everybody's going to forget him. But I think we speak on behalf of Gator Nation. And I don't think uh, anybody will forget Mick Hubert, certainly an indelible mark on Gator history. Uh, but, no but guys, you know, I am curious to see – um, who does replace him? You know, certainly Jeff Cardozo has been around. Um, then you have, you know, Chris Doring, who works with the SEC Network. You have James Bates in Gainesville that does some work for the ACC. Uh, Network. I, like ba- I like Bates. Yeah. I, like, I, like, I like Bates' name. Um, it's just, you got you need somebody that could do like a call, like a call, like right. anything called to compete yeah. with that. Like, I think yeah. all those guys yeah. are talented, but John Cardozo is good. Good too. Play by play, play by play, and, and color are different. I think, mm-hmm. I think right. Bates would be great as a color guy. Right. Um, I don't know, you know, play by play, the play by play. He does color for the ACC network. Mm-hmm. Um, he does games for them. Right. Um, but um, I, I might be biased, but just because Jeff Cardozo is my guy, my buddy yeah. down here in town. Um, I think he's all of our guys. Yeah. yeah great sure. voice. Great voice. Um, I think he, I think at least, I think they've kind of been grooming him because he's, uh, you know, he's got the show on WRUF, um, mm-hmm. does a lot of stuff, does the coaches' shows. Um, he certainly has a great voice for it. Uh, it's not going to be easy replacing Mick, that's for sure. Right. Definitely one to uh, to look out for. I, I would imagine that if they are going to make an outside hire, that that will be announced here soon. Uh, but definitely, you know, between James Bates, um, Doring, some, pardon me, some other folks that are around, and who knows, maybe they go after somebody that doesn't have a connection to UF. Uh, you know, Mick Huber, before he came to, to UF, is, was in Ohio. Ohio. You know, Ohio, did yeah, not yeah. have a uh, connection back to UF. And I know some people mentioned, and, and I don't know the individual's name, but uh, does radio for UCF right now. He's a, a Florida grad. I know some people have said that he would be a great fill-in. But uh, there is no replacement uh, for Mick Hubert and uh, let's, get, let's, the get, let's get him on the show. The UCF guy that that may be the play by guy. Let's get him on. Let's, you know, we need somebody to type up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the uh, the State of Miguel seal of approval. Yeah, let's see if he qualifies for the job. We can interview him right here, man. <laughs> I'll reach out to him and I'll let you know uh, when he is coming on. Um, in some other news, Nick, uh, talk to us a little bit about baseball. Baseball ended their mm-hmm. regular season. Uh, this weekend, um, tell us where we where we go from here. And there's a couple postseason awards as well. Yeah, for sure. So Florida um, ended the season hot. I mean, this is a team. When people are listening, 30 days ago, we're six and 12 in the SEC. Uh, they're starting Friday night. Starting pitcher was about to get Tommy John surgery. Um, me and others were writing them off for dead. So uh, to finish 15 and 15 in conference play, 35 and 20 overall. 
um, was a great accomplishment for them the, that last month of the season. Uh, they lose the last Sunday game to South Carolina, but did finish winning four consecutive SEC series to, to end the year. And they get another date with South Carolina Tuesday at – it follows game one. So they play four games. So game one starts at 1030 in the morning. Um, and Florida and South Carolina will play after that game. I think it's 45 minutes, 30, 45 minutes after the conclusion of game one. So uh, Tuesday afternoon with the Gators. You can follow that with me on three. And uh, first game in, in Hoover is single elimination. So we'll see if Florida can get a win. If not, then they're coming home and looking for uh, where they'll be going in, in uh, the regional series. If Florida could somehow – I think if Florida could somehow win this weekend or win this week, win the SEC tournament, I think they could host a regional. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know that Florida has enough arms to win that. Um, but we'll see. Right now, a lot of the projections have Florida going to Miami mm. for the Coral Gables regional. Florida, of course, was down there in February, won two out of three from the Canes. Um so that'd be that'd be great for me. Get to go home, spend a week in South Florida, uh, long weekend in South Florida with the family. Uh, maybe get Silk out to a baseball game. Just put it on his calendar with advance notice. Maybe get Bro, Dan I, down I, there. I'm sure I, John I, I, Ruiz I, I, will be I, I, uh, at the game. I don't know if it's safe for or for Dan to pull up in Miami right now. I got to see. What, I got to see what my my my, my uh, security team is doing. If I got, I'm gonna bring Dan down to South Florida for all of us. You know. Yeah, I just don't know if I see that in the cards, Nick. <laughs> okay. Now, real quick, yeah. What 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 date is that baseball game? I do want to hang out with you at a baseball game, man. I, okay, I say this every so, year, and I cannot, I cannot not attend a baseball game this year. So I'm pulling up. Give me the date. Uh, what would the date be? So they're playing all this week. It would be not this coming weekend, Silk. It would be the following following weekend. weekend? I'm there. Following weekend, so that would be I'm what there. the first weekend of June. Yeah, I don't have you know what, going on. Nick? I'm not a coward. If I huh? play down in Miami, I'll I'll, sh- I'll show face. Oh man, this is our city, Dan. We safe down. You from Coors yeah, Springs? Smell, they're gonna smell my cologne. Yeah, the, you the mean of streets of Coral Springs. <laughs> mm. You're a legend in them streets, man. Nobody gonna touch you down here, man. You good? The mean gated streets of Coral Springs, <laughs> Florida. <laughs> mean gated. <Nick's> ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Nick went to one of the most prestigious schools in Broward County, lived in one of the richest zip codes in all of the United States. The rough and and rowdy, (laughs) down and dirty, gated streets of Coral Springs, Florida. Dan used to get his rollerblades on and he ran that town, Silk. Nick lived in a city that was quite literally built on top of the Everglades for rich people because they could. And it's about the mean streets of gated streets across rollerblades, knee knee protection, get wrist out protection, get out helmet, running the get streets of here. Coral Springs. Ridiculous, yeah, absolute nonsense. Yeah, crossing guards on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, crossing guards on 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 Sunday. You, you, you can't you can't walk home unrighteously from church. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Oh, man. Um, uh, three Gators uh, made uh, all SEC list. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to run through those? Yeah. Uh, BT Rypel. This is uh, – it's been a great story to watch. Comes from Coastal Carolina. Um, they're a D1 school, but obviously a, a, a smaller D1. Um, he had just an incredible year and is named first team all SEC catcher. Uh, Wyatt Langford, who's someone who I thought should be in the running for – 
all um, SEC player of the year makes second team. And, and this is voted on by the coaches. He was first team um, for the USA Today Network, but I, I'm focusing in on the one the coaches vote for. They watch a lot more baseball than we do. Um, and freshman pitcher Brandon Neely is on the all-freshman team. Um, he really hadn't played much until Hunter Barco went down, and they were like, hey, you, uh, you got to start throwing on the weekends. So um, shout out to him, really stepped up when Florida needed him to. Like I said, you know, the season really could have gone sideways uh, when Hunter Barco went down. I think Brandon Neely is, is a big reason why. All three of those guys are a big reason why the season didn't go south um, after Hunter Barco um, had to have Tommy John surgery. So congratulations to the three of them. Um, and uh, I, think it's a, I think it's a snub. I think it's, it's a snub for White Langford to, one, really not be considered for player of the year. Um, I think Dylan Cruz, who, who was co-player of the year, along with Sonny Dechara from LSU and Auburn, respectively, great seasons, especially Sonny Dechara. He, he, he led the SEC in batting, slugging, OBP, and on-base percentage. Um, he had a hell of a year, and, and he's like, like uh, kind of like Ryapel, was a transfer um, from Little Samford. Little Sanford, Florida, or Sanford, Alabama, excuse me. Mm. Um, so two guys coming from smaller schools getting it done in the SEC. It uh, doesn't get much better baseball in the SEC. So if you are you can play here, you can play anywhere. Maybe not Coral Springs, but you can play anywhere. Relax. So um, Wyatt, did he hit another home run this this year? I, hear he, or I saw that he was maybe yeah. one of five or six he, people to ever hit 20 home runs in a season. He, he is the sixth Florida Gator to hit 20 home runs in a season. Um, Judd Fabian followed him up and hit his 20th. He had been uh, stuck on that number for a couple weeks. So when Judd hit his 20th, they became the first Florida Gator teammates to hit 20 home runs in a season. Uh, and Judd is also just the second Gator to hit 20 home runs in back-to-back -back years. Um, of course, Brad Wilkerson, the great Brad Wilkerson, um, did that in 1997 and 1998. So um, Judd was in a big slump, too, uh, up until he hit the three home runs against USF on a Tuesday and then was in a three-for-40 slump or a three-for-37 mm. slump with one of those hits being a bunt single. Um, so he kind of came alive uh, last weekend against South Carolina. And Wyatt Langford, um, ever since being moved into that uh, – ever since being moved into that uh, leadoff role um, has just been tearing the cover off the ball and pulling some of these stats up. He, he hit, I think over 460. Um, and uh, it, it's interesting because this is a guy who as a freshman, I think I've mentioned it before, but as a freshman had four at bats, um, had literally just four at bats last year. So Langford, I think, uh, finished the year with 21 home runs, tied for the lead, um, finished the year with 61, um, let's see, 61 runs scored, second most in the SEC, third most in the SEC with 152 total bases, was third in slugging, hits, and seventh in RBIs, ninth in batting average. So uh, an incredible season for him, and I have, I've had a lot of people asking me this, so we can answer it. It will uh, – White Langford will be back next year. He is only a sophomore, not draft eligible. That's awesome. Uh, we will be having, uh, just a spoiler alert, uh, one or both of the Fabians on in the next couple of weeks for, uh, for Stadium and Gale. Um, Nick, uh, kind of on another subject, same topic. How's, how's recruiting 
looking for the Gators going into the next season for baseball? Um, so I'll, I'll look it up right now for you, but perfect. Um, baseball recruiting is a little different than, right. than football recruiting. Like these kids commit as sophomores. I think Florida's got a top five, um, top five class right now. Perfectgame.org. Um, then the interesting part with baseball recruiting is uh, not necessarily, you know, who's decommitting and what's happening there. The, the part you have to watch is, well, who makes it to campus um, and, and who doesn't because of the draft because uh, of the draft. So, and, and then I get a lot of people always asking me, um, well, why are you take, why are you picking these guys that aren't, that aren't going to make it? Cause I was like, Oh, so-and-so is never going to never, was never going to make it to campus. And they're like, well, why would you take that kid? I'm like, well, Brady Singer was never going to make it to campus. And then he made it to campus. Um, you know, a Carson Winston was never going to make it to campus. And, and then he makes it to campus. You have to, you have to get commitments from um, some of the best guys in the country. And if they don't make it, they don't make it, but you've got them on campus and you, you figured out after. Um, mm. but Florida's got a bunch of, uh, uh, man, it's a really big, a big class, <laughs> a big class of, uh, of guys coming in. They had a big class last year. Um, so it'll also be interesting to see a guy like uh, Matt Cassetti. Does he come back? A guy like um, Renee Lastress, who had to have Tommy John surgery. Does he come back? Um, I think the, some of the guys I, I would circle in Florida's recruiting class would be Luke Hyman, Heyman, um, who's a catcher from Lake Brantley. Um, Yoel Tejada, he's an outfielder from North Broward Prep um, from Davey, plays up there in, uh, would you call that Palm Beach, North Broward Prep? Is that Boca? No, no, uh, that's definitely uh, Broward, isn't it? Like Boca? Yeah. North Broward Prep, I think it's Boca. Yeah, North I think it's Broward Boca. Prep is, is in Boca. North mm-hmm. Broward Prep is yeah. It's definitely not. It's, it's like it's it's like like the name says. It's definitely North Broward. Mm. It's way up there. It's, uh, I guess I, technically I would, uh, in Coconut Creek. Coconut Creek, Coconut yeah, that's Creek. Broward. Yeah, yeah, it's right, right. I mean, it's right by Boca. It's like a street over. Mm-hmm. It's like Tri County. Tri County all connects, but. It's like a street over from Boca to Coconut Creek. Is it? Mm-hmm. Um, they've also got a couple guys from outside. It depends of the on where you cross over in Boca. Yeah, you cross over West Boca, then you're in Core Springs. You cross over right. East Boca, you're in uh, Pompano or Coconut Creek. Right, in Lighthouse mm-hmm. Point. Correct, 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 correct. Um, Florida's got a couple guys from Douglas right there in Coral oh, Springs. Oh. Uh, Coral Springs Jake rival. They're actually in Parkland, Nick. We got to correct your Sorry geography once again. Sorry about that. Um, Chris Arroyo, who's an outfielder, and Jake Clemente, who is a right-handed pitcher. Uh, and then it, it's a little unusual. Florida gets a couple guys from outside of the state. You really don't have to leave the state too often um, when you're recruiting baseball if, you, if you're in the state of Florida. Xavier Isaac, first baseman from Kemersville, North Carolina. And um, Cade Fisher, a tall six foot four left handed pitcher from Dalton, Georgia. Um, so big class. We'll see who gets in. There, there's certainly guys on this list that uh, that will be drafted. Most of the guys on this list, if not all of them, will be drafted. Um, and we'll see who makes it to campus. And and also, uh, I think Kevin O'Sullivan's opinion on the transfer portal is going to change. He um, when when the transfer portal started and when COVID started. Um, they, they made the decision not to, um, not to change. They had a philosophy. We're going to go out and recruit the elite of the elite in high school. And that's how Florida's built their program. Um, when the transfer portal started, uh, a lot of teams went and started dipping into it. Florida didn't, um, 
they thought this year that, hey, Renee Lashris might be might need a year to get ready uh, it's for college baseball. Uh, so let's go get some help. Uh, you only really only had Matt Cassetti coming back, and the help you got was a first-team All-SEC catcher and BT Ryapel. Um, I think Florida will hope that BT comes back, but I don't. I think BT is playing his the best baseball season of his life at the highest level of competition, and he's going to get drafted. I think he. Uh, I think it might be the end of BT Ryapel, just a one and done at Florida. So I think Florida will dip back into the transfer portal, and that'd be something to watch as well. Uh, which will really be, you know, if they get more than one player in the portal, really the first time that, that Kevin O'Sullivan and his coaching staff um, kind of go all in on the portal. Excellent breakdown, Nick. Thank you so much. Um, do want to congratulate the softball program. Uh, softball program had a big weekend. Uh, they beat Canisius College 10 to 1 to start off their NCAA regional that was hosted in Gainesville. Uh, 10 to 1 win over them. Uh, turned back the next day, beat Georgia Tech 7 to 1, and then put an absolute um, hammering on Wisconsin to win the tournament, scoring 10 runs in the first inning, winning the overall game 11 to nothing. And they will move on to the NCAA Super Regional against Virginia Tech, which will be up in Blacksburg, Virginia. So certainly congratulations to them. A big weekend for them. Uh, each and every win is obviously important. Uh, Florida State, which was the number two seed uh, in the overall tournament, uh, lost. So, um, you know, each each week, each tournament, each game is super important. So congratulations to them and best of luck in Blacksburg. And other news, I uh, do want to congratulate the men's uh, tennis program that unfortunately did lose uh, to Virginia um, this past weekend, but do want to congratulate them on another outstanding season. Uh, they had 26 victories this season as a team, uh, beat 21 ranked teams. And while it unfortunately comes to an early close, and certainly a lot to hang their hat on. They do have two players uh, that will be moving on to the round of 32 uh, in the NCAA singles tournament. Um, Sam Rafis and Ben Shelton. Uh, Rafis is a captain uh, as a senior, and then Ben Shelton, the son of the head coach, is a sophomore. Both of them uh, will be moving on after two wins uh, this weekend. Um, in other news, just kind of running down the list here, uh, Nick, I think that you you mentioned it, but in case you didn't, Brandon Neely uh, did win SEC Freshman of the Week uh, pitcher for the Gators. Uh, third career high, 10 strikeouts against South Carolina. Uh, the track and field program is going to continue uh, into their East prelims. They're taking 46 uh, entries up to Bloomington this week in hopes to compete for the NCAA Outdoor Championship. And then before Clifford Taylor joins us, I do want to welcome back Torian Green, who is joining uh, the men's basketball program as director of player development. This was uh, announced a couple of months ago, I believe, but it looks like he is going to um, arrive back in Gainesville, or he did today. Uh, and Todd Golden had some things to say about him. So, Nick, do you want to break down that um, addition yeah, to the men's program? Yeah, it's funny because um, I just he was on, um, I think, Jeff Goodman's podcast. And I just happened to hear it. It was like April 1st and he was on the podcast and he mentioned, they were asking about Billy Donovan. And he mentioned, he's like, Oh yeah, we're actually going to add Torin green as a director of player development. He's like, I don't think that's out there. And, and Gilman was like, well, coach, you're on a pretty big podcast right now. And you just <laughs> said it. So it's out there now. <laughs> it's, it's certainly out there now. So uh, 
I think I wrote this story twice for us. Uh, yeah. I wrote it then and, and, and then, you know, got to write it again. So um, Touring Green, I think it's just a great it's it's you know it's interesting we've said i've said in the past you know you're following you know um you follow a steve spurrier you follow you know a, a mick hubert when you're following someone who was great at what they did um it's hard i think following billy donovan was hard um and and he's not having to follow billy donovan but he is certainly not shying away from getting billy donovan's advice um and, and touring green was working in the bulls um front office and it was one of the first conversations that, that Todd Golden had with him and, and asked about Torian Green. And, and he, Billy said it's going to be, he would be a great addition to the program. Um, he knows what it takes to win at Florida. He knows what they did, um, knows what it's like being a student athlete at Florida. So I think it's a great fit um, and, and a good link back to the, you know, some of the best years you had in, in Gainesville, Dan, and some of the best years that, that anybody had in Gainesville. Mm -hmm. um, that run that the basketball team and football team had. Um, in that three three year stretch, so um, I, I like the way Todd Golden's moving early on. Um, there's right, big right, recruiting right, right. going on. Um, mm -hmm. uh, by the time people are listening to this on Tuesday, there'll be another another recruit added to added into the fold. So Todd Golden certainly um, is making waves and, uh, and and definitely hit the ground running in Gainesville. No doubt. I like how you're moving into recruiting. I like how, the hires. Everything looking good on paper, man. Mm -hmm. I'm not mad at it. I want to see what the games look like. I don't think uh, Mike White was a terrible recruit. I thought he recruited well. Uh, on paper, the hire didn't look crazy. Every, like, everything looks good, man, and I'm optimistic. I just got to see the games. Mm -hmm. I see you, Golden. Golden's relating to these boys, man. He did the little – he was talking about the music he liked in the beginning. I wasn't buying it. I'm like, I don't know about <laughs> I, I, that. I what, what, me, what, what's he listening to? He talked about a whole lot of little baby, uh, uh, everything that's current, man. Uh, he, he's into the, the just future, everything that's popping. Um, it wasn't wasn't really buying it, but he, he the kids were relating to him to be able to recruit how he's recruiting. He's landing some guys in the portal and doing what he got to do. I'm uh, just looking good on paper. We'll see what the offense look like. Uh, that's what that's our biggest gripe of, of what this thing looked like when it's time to do X's and O's and. You know, score some baskets and make this thing look fun. Little, little baby don't miss. So if he crawls <clears> up, <throat> he knows like little baby puts bars out. Then Florida's Florida's got a good basketball coach. That's a fact. Little baby does not miss. Guys batting a thousand. Well, gentlemen, we have Clifford Taylor waiting for us. But before we do that, let's give a shout out to our friends over at Home Field Apparel. Visit them, homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code STADIUM at checkout and get 15% off of your order. Uh, great products, great vintage T-shirts, Florida Gators, about 45, 50 other schools there as well. Homefieldapparel.com, promo code STADIUM. And with that, let's bring on social media legend, and former Florida Gator walk-on Clifford Taylor. Clifford, TikTok star. TikTok star. Uh, Clifford, you've been a guy that we've been chatting with for a while, uh, trying to figure out schedules and everything else to bring you on. Everybody's wanted you on, so welcome to Stadium Miguel, man. Glad to have you. Clifford, what are you doing, baby? What up, man? Hey, you know what, though? So I got I got to say something. Cause my uh, my my best friend, he, tune, he tunes in all the time. He's here, no, but he said he, he, said he watched you uh, on the roll-up. Every single episode, so we want to. That's what's up. So shout out my boy Jared, but yeah, like I said, it's been like a long time coming. But hey, we're here. Yeah, repping LA. You were only out there for a minute, but you got you got a Super Bowl. 
In Hollywood. Repping, it, repping it on the beanie. <laughs> it's high, he, he went Hollywood on us. Yeah, he went Hollywood, yeah, man. My, my, uh, my mom told me I should up my game as far as my fashion statements. I'm just trying to, like, trying to switch things up a little bit. I like it. I like it. Mom, what you talking about, Good. man? Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, Clifford, want to definitely hear about everything that you've been doing uh, with social media. And, and, you know, obviously you have a great story with the Rams that went pretty viral. But do you want to talk about your time at Florida, originally from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, um, ends up coming to the University of Florida, walking on? Talk to us a little bit about how, you know, that whole story happened. How'd you make it to the Gainesville football team, everything else? Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I grew up, you know, in the era of, you know, Gator Slam. You know the two national championships in football and basketball. Uh, my my dad uh, my dad went to Florida. You know, class mm. so I just it was in the blood. Grew up a Gator fan. You know, I had aunts, uncles, cousins. You know, friends of cousins. Like everybody in my family was a Gator. Like there's no Seminoles, there's no Hurricanes, there's like nothing. So I from like the time I was five, I wanted to be a Gator. So it was just one of those things where I just kind of grew up with them and fortunate, I was fortunate enough to have what we like to call a big ass brain. And so, um, so basically like all the way up to high school, I was like, yeah, this is where I want to go. And so I took an official visit um, as a junior to the school just to check it out. And I was like, this is, this is where I want to be because I was honestly trying to get out of Carolina. Cause I was, I was up there my whole life. So I was like, yeah, this, this is where I want to go. And so, you know, uh, applied my senior year and, you know, every day I would just check because, you know, they would tell you, they would tell yeah. you decisions in February, but I would just kind of like look just to, you know. You never know when it's coming early, right? Just surprise you, you one know. day. You never know. And so actually, that's, that's actually what ended up happening on decision day. So they were like, the decisions are going to be out at like 6 p.m. And it was senior day for me. So I was just like, I was on edge like all day. And right. my boy, my boy, Jared, um, he texted me like, 5 30 he's like it's out i'm like what are you talking about he's like you have decisions are out and i'm like all right do i wait before the game or after the game well honestly at that point i was just like nah i need to do this now so i opened it up had my eye closed i looked called my pops i'm like dad your boy's a gator and so that's that's how that happened so uh immediately immediately i was like okay now now i gotta start figuring about the whole like the whole walk on day because I'm going here regardless. Yeah, you know, if I get an offer to go D three somewhere, I'm, I'm talking full ride. It's it's that's what, that's what I want to ask you because because as me right, um, a guy that's been in that position, so you you pretty much got to figure out how you chase your dreams at that point, right? Yeah. Uh, do you do 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 you chase it maybe JUCO D three in in a different way, get re recruited, or do you walk on at, at you know a place like University of Florida or uh, Nick Nick that was something similar in baseball. Uh, what was that decision like? Honestly, I, I spoke with my dad for like about an hour um, just talking about it. He's like, is this really what you want to do? Are you willing to like make this sacrifice just to go to Florida? I'm like, dad, I was like, I feel like I would be cheating myself if I didn't, you know, go through and just go to Florida. You know, basketball for me is like it's always been a passion, but it's like Florida's always been a passion as well. And plus, I've, I've just been trying to like go down to the Sunshine State for a long time. So it was just one of those things where it's like, you know what? You know, I'll take the punches that come with it, but I'll, I'll I'll just give it a shot. And so that's that's basically basically what happened. And so I actually got in contact with Coach May um, at the time for like for like a little bit. And then um, by the time I got there, he he left because he got a head coaching job at Atlantic. So I, was like, so I was like, ooh, OK, so now I'm kind of screwed. So honestly, that, that was my first year, I think. 
since I think middle school where I didn't play, you know, sports that year. I wasn't a student athlete or whatever. So, you know, it was cool. I was meeting a whole lot of people, got involved in different things like intramural basketball and flag football and things like that. BSU, obviously. And then my sophomore year, we were we were playing, you know, flag football again. But this time we were torching everybody. And it got to a point, it got to a point where it it honestly like wasn't fun anymore. And so I, I was just um, – there was one night I just went freaking crazy. I had like four or five touchdowns. I was going to ask, how, how much of a terror were you? In, uh, for these, these poor frat boys are playing like, hey, let's get, let's get a flag football team together. Let's get a basketball team together. And then Clifford Taylor comes on and just dunking on some pledge. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, back sort of that. So my very first day as a student, went to Southwest, and uh, I'll never get – so it was – it was Chase Johnson, Michael Carver, like all of them. Like we we were in the same the same year, and so I'll never forget. So they had just finished playing, and so I'm like, oh, that's that's the basketball team, or whatever. So you know, what I mean, I was just like hooping, and then I don't know, I just went on a little fast break, and just with the right, because I'm a lefty, but like with the right, just like went with a little tomahawk, and I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm on the team now. Like I instantly thought I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna get started with the team or something like that. But it was just one of those things, but. Yeah, basketball was was no contest, and honestly, football was one of those things where it's like, I I didn't I really didn't want to go hard, but sometimes these little kids would just like just start talking yeah, to yeah, me, yeah, 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 and yeah. I'm just like, yeah, they be talking. All right, crazy. now 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 I gotta show you how I get down. And what's yeah. crazy was I I didn't I didn't have gloves or anything. I don't even think I had cleats. I was running in like one of them. You like, went you went Nick O'Leary. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't have the gloves. I just, you know, played in some like little turf shoes and was calling it. And I was just like just snagging everything. And so um, kind of going back to that one game, um, had like four or five touchdowns. And uh, one of my good friends now, Robert Clay, who was a DB um, at the time, he, he asked me, he was like, yo, he was like, you ever thought about, you ever thought about uh, walking onto the team? And I was like, what, what, the Gators? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, nah, honestly, no, nah, I've never, I've never thought, like I've never played football before, like, you know, let alone D1, which is crazy. And so basically he was telling me, you know, like, bro, like it's worth it. You know, this is, you know, this is the best decision I've ever made. And I was like, all right. So at, so at that moment, I kind of let it go through one ear and out the other. That week led up to the LSU game, you know, where Beast 2 got the, you know, famous pick six. And I just right. kind of started looking around almost like in a movie. I just started looking around. And I was like, Eh, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> so Girl, girls are going crazy, huh? Um, um man, I, I ain't gonna hold you. I cried when you got that pissy. <laughs> I was like a little kid, man. I was just like No, I'm saying like what, what you looked around saw all the girls going crazy. I mean, I ain't gonna walk on a little bit. Oh man, it, no, what was so funny was uh one of you my gotta friends have a spot for me. It it was crazy because one of my friends, uh, Izzy, who's on on the uh, photo team, she sent me a picture like at the moment of the pick six, and all you see is like a sea of white people. And you see me with my hands like this, crying. Like, <laughs> I can relate to that, man. I got to. <laughs> that's that's that that's that's crazy. And so, basically, from that point on, I was like, okay, you know, I'll give uh, I'll I'll give football a shot. What worst thing to happen is, I don't make it. So, at that point, I was about. 200 soaking wet I, I was very i was very skinny and so i got to about 220 25 like i was working out like every single day like i i honestly i don't think i ever gave myself an off day like ever during that time and so fast forward to february we try out and it's only like four what's of that, us hold on hold on before you get to the trial what's that process like like do you hit up the coach the head coach like who do you hit up to say hey i want to walk on vb 
I hit up I hit up VB uh, Rennell. Okay. Um, so fortunately for me, uh, one of my friends used to work for the team, so he invited me to uh, like a little like a little private athlete party or whatever. And I was already sure. cool with some of the guys. Like I was friends with Grimes because um, we got cool when he transferred in the spring of our freshman years. So I got cool with him. I was cool with, with KP. I was cool with Jacob Finn, real cool with him. And so that was the first time I actually got introduced to the term NARP, which is like non-athletic regular person. So that was another reason why I wanted to kind of like be in that. I was like, ooh, I don't, I don't like that. I don't, oh, you didn't want to be a NARP? I was like, ooh, I, I, I don't really like that. I so I never heard of that, but I like that, man, NARP. Yeah, yeah so you know, these like some of these soccer girls and volleyball, they're like, oh, you're a NARP. I'm like, damn, I don't I don't really, I don't really mess with that. So yeah, I, don't, uh, I don't like the way that smells. Get that out of here. Right. So it was one of those things where it was just like, okay, either you get advice from these guys at this party now, or it's just not gonna work. So lo and behold, I talked to Finn. I was like, yo, I was like, yo, man, I was like, um, who's like in charge of like player personnel, compliance, student athlete development, whatever the case was. And he's like, oh yeah, get in touch with uh, VB and uh, John Clark at the time. And I was like, okay. So I, I hit up VB. And so I was like, hey, I'm um, looking to try out. And the very first text that he sent me was, let me see some highlights. So I was like, oh, my God. So, I mean, my, my heart sank when he said that. So I was just like, okay, do I tell this man the truth? And do I like, so I told him, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be honest, sir. I, I grew up playing basketball. So I sent him the clip. And lo, lo and behold, he was, he was rocking with him, so he was just like, yeah, I'll get you in touch with our personnel people. And, like, a day or so later, they called me and saying, like, yeah, like, we're going to have a tryout in February. And this was around November, December. And they're like, yeah, we usually have a tryout in February. And I'm like, oh, snap, like, perfect. And so, you know, that whole time I'm, like, just kind of, like, tweaking. I'm just like, damn, it's like I really got in touch with somebody. Like, this this, this could actually happen. That's dope. And so, you know, fast forward a few months and – I had about like three or four TV appearances up to that point. I mean, literally the Florida State game, you could see me doing the whole <laughs> infamous like tomahawk and the slant with the throw. And then at the at the Peach Bowl, it was literally me, my dad, and some of his buddies from school. And I was literally like doing this in the camera. And I was just like, damn, it's like, <laughs> like either they know something that I don't, but yeah, so basically that would happen. And then go to February, uh, I go into the facility, and it's only four people in there. And I thought it was going to be like at least 40 to 50 deep. And I was like, this is a, this is, this is kind of empty. And so I go in there, there's no footballs. It's just straight cones and stuff. And I'm like, what's going on? And so uh, some of the guys had just finished working out. So they were like, yes, yeah, the dead period. I'm like, the, the dead period. And they're like, basically it's a period where like you can't work out with a football, so no recruitment, all, all that good stuff. And I was like, okay. So, when uh when JC and them and uh, Coach Oz at the time he told me um that it was gonna be like straight agility and conditioning I'm like oh that's perfect because you know in basketball you, you, you used yeah. to it I'm like oh this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a walking apart so man for like those forty to forty five minutes I just kept my head down I was just like I was just just going I was just I was just moving and then it got to a point where uh, I was actually trying out uh working out with some of the past to be a DN and I'm like damn I didn't do none of this but I was like you know what I'll give it a shot and so. Tryout, tryout ends, and um, literally at, at the end of it, JC was like, yeah, we'll call you guys and let you know if you make it or not. So I'm like, all right, cool. So literally as I go to my car, he um, he tells me, he's like, look, we would love to have you, but and I'm like, oh, my God, there's a but. And he's like, the schedule kills you. And I'm like, what you mean my schedule kills me? And he's like, 
time we have spring ball is the time you have class. And I'm like, oh, so so what that means is like, does that mean I don't make it? He's like, no, 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 no. doesn't mean you don't make it. You just got to wait until June. And I'm like, June, I'm like, y'all gonna forgive me from June. And I'm, like, so, I'm like, okay. So I was happy but disappointed at the same time. And my mom, my mom and dad were trying to console me. And I'm like, y'all don't understand, y'all. Like, I don't think this is happening now. <laughs> like, it's time now. So sure enough, oh, and one of my buddies who actually made it at the time, Mike Weir, who was trying out for DB, turned out to be a running back. So he was sending like Snapchats in the locker room and just be like, God is good, you know, it's great. To be <laughs> just kind of sitting back here, yeah. and I'm like, this is, this is not fun. This is not fun for me. And so, so obviously, March goes by, April. And so that's when summer eight starts in May. I don't hear nothing. June 15th, nothing. I'll never forget today. June 21st. Like, I, I literally came back from Southwest, about, about to go to sleep, and John Clark calls me, and he's like, hey, is this Clifford? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like, uh, you ready? We, we got some tests and stuff for you to do. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So literally went to the facility. It's Freddie Swain in there, Felipe in there, Schuler, like all of them just chilling in there. I'm like, damn. I'm like, did they Cliff just to interrupt you real quick? Did they tell you like how to work out or like what to work out, or did they just said we'll nah. reach out to you in June? Reach out to you in June. <laughs> reach out to you in June. But I so I just. Back to, my, back to my old self, just working out again every single day. And so went in there, went in the facility. It's like everybody in there. And so I'm just like, damn, I'm really about to be these dudes' teammates. And so basically did all the tests. And then next next thing I know, I bump into Coach Savage. And Coach Savage is like, what's up, big guy? And he's like, you ready to try it? And I'm like, oh, oh yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had no idea what I was getting into. But, uh, yeah, from that yeah from that point on, you just – your boy was a gator, so that's what's up. That's what's up. What, what was, was um, oh, go ahead. Nick. What was that? Was that you talk a little bit about that? Like, you know, all these guys, is it starstruck? Is it kind of like I arrived? What's what's going through your head that first time seeing them in the locker room, or maybe even that first practice, first workout session? So, um, it's crazy. So, that so when I first saw him, I was like. Cause I knew some of them. I was like, "What's up? What's up?" And then I saw like Felipe and Kyle, and I'm like, "Damn! Like this is really the quarterbacks for the Florida Gators. Like that's crazy." So, in the moment, I was trying to keep my composure, but like on the inside, I was screaming like a little girl at an MJ concert. So I was just like, "Like yes!" But um, honestly, walk I walk over to B Stew. You're like, "Man, you made me cry in front of everybody last year at the LSU game." I, 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 nah, I ain't tell them that. How many of them told her? They're like, "You're the guy from TV, right?" Uh, you went those crazy. <laughs> Pitts actually told me about that. Pitts actually brought that up uh, in the first tight end meeting uh, we had. Um, man, I gotta tell you, that first tight end meeting, like, there's times in life where you're just lost, like in school, like the stuff is just not picking up. Man, when I saw all them schemes and all them formations on that little board, man, I thought I was looking at some like cheat codes or something like that. It was just so, just so, so new to me. And man, I, I never get so. We, um, I think it was like the second meeting, and this was the first one that Coach Scott at the time was there. He had says he had said something about Gamble because Gamble had just twisted his hair or something, and so you know the guys are obviously laughing, and I'm I'm trying to like fit in, so I, I kind of do a little chuckle in the back, and he looks at me and he's like, "The hell are you laughing at, boy?" <laughs> <laughs> and I, man, I, I swear, like I just like I got man, I got so scared, man. I was just like, "All right, let me just let me just shut shut up, and let me just you know." 
you know, know my role and shut my mouth. So literally from that point on, I, I really didn't say a peep after that. I mean, I was cool with some of the guys away from that, but like I really didn't didn't say a word. And so, uh, you know, God bless my guy, uh, Julian Alonzo, who was our, our GA. He he taught me everything I needed to know about what it took to be a tight end in Florida. I mean, he taught me all, taught me all the schemes and like I'm talking about times after practice when he didn't really have to do it, but he he did because he understood. Like I was I was new to this, and so that just that just goes to show you that Gator ties they run deep because you know I don't know how it is at other programs like they would just be like yeah we ain't got time to do all this, but like he really took time out of his day to help me. So like I you know I always sing his praises for that, and I'll never have anything ever bad to say about him, Coach Scott, Coach Brew, you know, none of them. And I'll never forget. So my the first time I did skills and drills, so we were just doing we were just doing ones um with the DBs and backers. And the first time the first time I went up against um I think it was I think it was against James. And so I first of all first of all Felipe told me this route. I had no idea what he was talking about. I, I just looked at I looked at Grimes. I'm like, what the hell is that? And he's like, oh it's just a little fade. And I'm like, okay. So I knew what I knew what a fade was. So I was like, man, okay, look. So I ran that fade. That was probably the widest fade you've ever seen. In- <laughs> so I ran that fade, went airborne, caught it, and then I and then I saw the ball on my hand, and instantly, I don't know what made me do this. I just like spiked that shit <laughs> in front of everybody, and I'm like, do it again, do it again. So I'm like, all right. So went up against Ventrell. It wasn't that spectacular, but you know, I still, you know, still caught it. And then I went up against uh Hendo. Went up against Hendo. And I couldn't even I couldn't even get off the ball because <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he was strapped. I'm like, damn boy, you strong. And so uh yeah, that was that was very humbling. And so uh yeah, a lot a lot of those like simple moments in it. I'm sure you guys remember the OG tweets. I honestly cringe looking at it. Like I, I tweeted some BS talking about some first one in, last one out. I'm like, man, what? Who, who let me tweet this? Because like I, at, at the time, like when you when you when you're new, you just on cloud nine. It's just like everything is just so perfect. And I was getting Gator followers, you know, everywhere. So I'm just like, we 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 famous now or something like that. So yeah, and and Elam on Kair still gives me flack for it to this day. He's like, first one in, last one out, right, Big Cliff. And I'm like. Yeah, all right. so so yeah. Real quick, give me give me some Kyle Pitts. So what was Kyle Pitts like? I know personality wise, we see him on the school on the gifs, and uh, we also see the athletic freak he is. What what's it like being in the same room as Kyle Pitts? What's it? Give me the, you know he, the he's he's um he in a sense we're honestly kind of similar. And the reason I say that is because like our music preference is kind of similar. We're both like real laid back, quiet people. Like there be times he'll come in, you know. Playing some, you know, some Marvin Gaye, some Earth, Wind, and Fire, some, you know, some mm. gospel music or something like that. So our, our music vibes were kind of the same. And honestly, he really, he really ain't talked that much. He really kept to himself. I mean, unless you know, we were all just like vibing in the locker room. But yeah, right. for the most part, K, KP was chill. And so like it was one of those things where, you know, as I was, you know, starting to, you know, come into my own with the team, you know, being on scout team and things like that, like. We got we got a lot closer, especially my senior year. Like once once I got the playbook down, we were able to kind of have those conversations on the sidelines and just kind of like joke around. Like it was cool that in a sense I had to earn that because in the beginning it's like no like no one would talk to me, like no one would say a word, and it was just one of those things. It's like okay, this is one of those things where I gotta earn I gotta earn their their trust, earn their respect, earn those conversations. So in a sense, it was really cool, and so 
like I said, senior year, we were, you know, we were tight. And so KP, you know, KP's KP, so he keeps to himself. Right. It's funny because he actually um we, we spoke a few months ago because his uh his uh girlfriend um um was starting a, a soul food business and he and he asked me to uh, come up with some designs for her and I'm like now who is now I just found this out man like a month ago now who is his his his, his girlfriend's uh dad his girlfriend's dad yeah do you I know it's Peter you know it's Peter Ward right no way really yes I did not know that. I did not know that. I got nosy on social media, man. That's hey, all. Girl, that's how girlfriend, I girlfriend needs to turn to wife. I and, see. And you, oh, you, I need, you need some of that. You need some great of that athleticism. Great right there. genetics. They about to have LeBron James, yeah. man. Oh, actually, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I follow Peter Ward, and I seen him post Kyle Pitts. I was like, why would he be posting Kyle Pitts with this young lady? And I did mm. some digging, got in a rabbit hole. I'm like, oh man, this is like big three royalty that 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 united here, man. Damn, P Dub, that's that's crazy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. Cliff, I want to ask you, you you had the uh you had a really cool story about making it to the NFL and you were a graphic designer with the uh Los Angeles Rams. You were obviously there for the Super Bowl. You had a really cool opportunity to to design the end zone as well. You have a really cool story about how that happened. So why don't you share that with us? Yeah, it was one of the things where in the summer when camp was happening, away from camp, and I would just do, you know, freelance designs. I would just do stuff just to, you know, just for fun. Because, you know, graphic designers, we can do freelance in our sleep. And so it was one of those things where I made a few designs, sent them to our main creative team. And it was one of those things where it's just like, here's end zone designs. Do what you want with them. I didn't, you know, I didn't think that they were going to do anything with them. So it was one of those things that just came and went. And so I made like like four or five ideations. And so game, game one happens. So I pull up to the stadium. And literally the first thing I like, first thing I noticed is like everyone was like, everyone kept like looking at me and like staring at me. And I'm like, why is, why is, everyone, why is everyone staring at me? And so I walked, I walked to look, get a view of the field. And I'm like, I'm like I, I I dropped my bag like I was in such, like just shut shot. I'm like, damn. I was like, they 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 really they really used it. And so I I was tripping to the point where I had to pull out my laptop. I'm just like, ain't this? Like, Is this one mine? And I was like, I was like, damn, but that's crazy. And so I told, I mean, I told my mom, dad, I put. Honestly, I think I put it on Facebook before anywhere else. Cause I'm like, yo, y'all, like <laughs> we in LA, we already, we already doing it big. And so that happened. And what's crazy is I didn't even put two and two together until about halftime of that game. When Van scored first, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just like, hey, Rams, Rams probably gonna win this game. So I checked my phone, it's halftime. I'm like, damn, it's like every everybody is picking this up. And so it, it was just one of those things where it's like, I, I, I got to make some sort of like creative, like inspirational video about this. Not for me, but more rather people that, that keep asking me, like, what's it like working in sports? What's it like working for the Ram or just a professional sports? Team? And I'm like, let me let me just do something. So literally grabbed all my stuff together, got all my videos together and just made just made magic. And the next thing I know, Bleacher picked it up, Sports Center picked it up. Sunday night football picked it up. It was it was everywhere. So it was honestly cool to see, 
you know, even even Gators football picked it up. So I was like, it was it was kind of cool to see, like, just sort of away from the football aspect, but the creative aspect of my life just kind of being introduced to the world. So that was so that was a really, really, really cool moment. And then like just just the experience overall was just like to win a Super Bowl, go to a Super Bowl. I mean, it's honestly I'm at a point in life now where I'm kind of just waiting for the joke to be over because it's like. There's no, there's no, there's no way all of this has happened, and there's. Been I relate no, to that, bro. <laughs> there's been like, there's been no like bumpy, like bumpy rolls or anything. I mean, well, I guess there were a few, but like still, like, one that's like detrimental, I guess. You're like, you're like, am I on the Truman Show? Like, I've seen this, I've seen right. this movie, I've seen this Jim Carrey. Am I Jim Carrey in my own show right now? Like, <laughs> when, when am I gonna figure that out? Right. That um. um go ahead, Nick. That well, that. That was a great experience for you. And then how did um, what you're doing now with the NBA, how did that kind of, I guess, had one opportunity to turn to the next? And now you're back home. Yeah. So um, so I actually spoke with them last, spoke with them last year uh, a little bit, but I was still in school. So I just, at the time, it just didn't work out. Mm. So what we did, we just stayed in contact, stayed in touch. And I have to the job with the Rams. Certain things were happening uh, up there, um, and it was one of those things where it's like you know sometimes like little things just like start to start to pile up. It was one of those things that I just had to like do some soul searching. I was like mentally, I don't think LA is the best place for me because you know like they say LA ain't for everybody. And I'll be first to tell you like away from work, the experiences were really cool. Like going to a Kings game, NASCAR, and all that stuff was really cool, but just. From just a creator and just a personality standpoint, LA really just it just wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. So I start I started really doing some soul searching, really honestly after the NFC game, NFC championship game. And so obviously I let it go. We went to Super Bowl and things like that. Just got told I'm gonna get a ring too a couple of days ago. So that's that's very exciting. That's what's up? Very Let's exciting. Um, but yeah, it was one of those things where I post I posted. Uh, hey, you know, this is my last day at the Rams. Thank you so much for the experience. Pretty much like deuces. Not even like 20 minutes after I posted that. My now, my current boss now, she was like, hey, we see you're you're a free agent. It's like, you you, you interested in working for us? And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm interested in working because like you got to understand, like basketball was the sport, my main sport, and the sport that I was actually, you know, good at. So I was right. like, I was like, oh, mm. snap, this kind of it kind of comes right. full circle. I'm going, going back to the game that I actually like, you know, love growing up, you know, you know, granted I love football too, but like basketball was really it for me as a kid. So it was really just one of those moments where it's just like, man, like take this all in. And they kind of, they kind of tricked me. They kind of tricked me. So in, in our interview, they told me, okay, basically this is what you're going to be doing. Here's how you're going to do it. And this is where you publish it out to like we didn't even really have like a common interview. It was one of those things where they just kind of told me what I was going to be doing. It was orientation, not an interview. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, I mean, you want to talk about you know a, a story, man? Literally twenty minutes before I board to officially move out of LA, I got the call that they offered me the job, and I was like, "You got to be kidding!" Like, you got to be kidding me. And so, it was one of the things where I'm like, "Mom, I'm like, I'm coming home. I'm coming home with a new job." <laughs> So my, you know, my mom and dad, they they were they were off for it and went on a little bros trip to South Florida the next day because me, you know, me me and all my close friends that I used to go on spring break with, you know, we're all graduates, and, you know, we all you know make money now. So it was one of those things where it's like, 
bros trip. We can actually do a bros trip. So, you know, went to Fort Lauderdale, you know, did a little thing and, you know, things like that. Oh, so, and so, yeah, since uh, since the day before my birthday, I've been I've been in Jersey and NYC. I love that, man. That's super cool. Uh, Nick, self, got any more questions? Man, I got I got I got so much, man. What what did you ultimate? Oh, I, I don't want to hold you too long. I know we we've been hanging out for a little minute. But what what's, what's your dream job, man? I know I'm 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 in creative mode, man. I like I see your TikTok. Uh, you one of them guys that could just create a, a TikTok and ideas out of the clear blue sky. Uh, what's your ultimate dream job? Man, it's it it's so crazy to say that I'm honestly still figuring it out because ain't no worse, bro. Yeah, I mean, I've I mean, I've grown so much love and passion, appreciation for just content creation. Like it's it's just so fun to make. Every time I wear that nine or that four or that infamous fourteen in videos, mm-hmm. like you never know what you're gonna get, but you know you're gonna get something you know wild, something crazy. So it's just one of those things where, and this kind of goes back to when I started like the Clifford Show. I didn't really have a hashtag or like a personal brand like when I started. I was just kind of you know winging it. But then when I started the Clipper show last summer, then it kind of turned into something crazy. Like the Rams video was the first one to really like take it to that next level. And like now with Instagram, like I I don't know why I'm so late to this party, but it's like I've been posting my reels on there and it's been getting it's been yeah. getting reactions from people in Guyana, you know, current athletes in the NFL, college athletes, even high school prospects. And it's like, dang, it's like I really, you know, I really um, hit a gutter ball not doing this last year. So it's just crazy to see, like, t- to most of the time get a positive reaction. So the only real negative reaction I get is like, it's like, bro, you ain't, it's like, you ain't, you ain't play. You ain't do this. You ain't do that. You got zero minutes. And honestly, I'm just kind of at a point where it's just like, yeah, that's cool. Everybody bro. can't play. Everybody's 1%. <laughs> everybody can't play, man. One, and you just got to be smarter. You got to be smart enough to find your, the other skills and talents that, that God bless you with, man. Uh, he bless you with one af- with athletic abilities and you walked on and then you got the insight. Hey, man, maybe I can do some content around my walk on platform. Uh, but you just got to be smart enough, man, to, to use that big brain, like you said earlier in the show, to, to see other talents, man. Yeah. And it's, yeah, speaking of the whole walk on thing, that kind of goes into another thing. So, you know, with with the whole show idea, I was watching I was actually watching the the spring game, and I remember Chris Doring was talking about how Napier wanted like 40 to 50 walk-ons. And so at that point, I was already in talks with the people that made the merch for AR-15, and now he did, I think he just did some stuff for like Kamari and a few mm-hmm. other. And I'm like, yo, I, like, I don't want to do, I want to do something like strictly, you know, for walk, not just like walk-ons in Florida, but like walk-ons like everywhere. Like on TikTok, if you see like some of my captions or some of my comments, I always say like walk-on gang, tap in. And so it was one of those things where we were able to like develop something together. I'll actually send it to you guys after this, after the show. But yeah, so he basically sent me some merch that he's going to develop and merch that he's going to be able to give some of the players. And it's just like, it's just a way of not just showing it's a merch line, but a lifestyle. And it's right. also a way to help. It's also a way to help these guys, you know, you know, beyond the Gator Collective, which is great, but also like market themselves. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're walk-ons, but like, yo, like they're college athletes too. Like, they need they need a piece of, a piece of pie too, because you know, you know, it, it ain't no accident that they're walk-ons. So I, I've I've just always been that way. It's just like, you know, any level I get to, I don't ever want to get to a point where I feel like I can't help people trying to get to that same level. I feel like in sports, it's like too many people. Like once they're there, they just don't. They just don't want to help people. And I like I've I've just never been that way. I've always been, 
you know, on my toes. Mama, mom always tell me to, you know, keep your head down. So that's just that's just how it's how it's always been. And I still to this day, I, I still got to meet like the new staff. I, I haven't met a single one. I haven't met a single one. The only one that I've met so far is is VB. <laughs> and I've known VB. Right. Right. I'll have to get you in touch. Yeah. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. But there's some guy. He's um, um he's big on YouTube and in the social media space. He's called he calls it the Juco Bandits. He played junior college baseball, played some minor league baseball. Um, but he caps for caps for all the, the junior college baseball players, guys like that. Um and he's gone, he's gone huge. Um, in, in, on the social media space, but that's that's something similar, and it's probably something that I mean, maybe going through it, and I can ask you going through it, you think like, man, am I the only one? You feel maybe like ostracized or different? Like you get treated differently as a walk on? I mean, it might be different from school to school. Yeah, it might be different from school to school. Uh, it's funny you say that because, like, I don't know. I get this weird, I get this weird taste in my mouth for some reason that like no one on the, the Gator staff for some reason like likes me. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I always get this sort of like weird vibe feeling because like I did. I mean, I'm not gonna name drop, but I DM like some of the new people on staff because when I was going to Gainesville for the Auburn game, I was like, I was like, hi. I was like, you know, if I can get a chance to meet you guys, like that, that'd be great. Like I'm not trying to invade or anything. I know y'all got your whole new setup, but it's just like I just want to like just like meet the team. Like I know, you know, to y'all, I might, I might not be much, but you know, I'm you know I'm still you know a Gator at heart, and so. Literally every single one I spoke to, red, 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 red. And I was just like, damn. I was like, well, I guess, I don't know. So it's just one of those things where, you know, I I, I really I, I really want to meet, what's her name, Katie. I, I, I've heard nothing but good things about her. Hey, man, so that, that sounds lusty right there, a little bit, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. Come on, man. Come he on, sounds man. like the I'm time, just kidding. I know you really oh, trying to get some business done here. I apologize, bro. <laughs> no, <laughs> like Katie goes Napier, you know, obviously Bree, yeah. and, and you know, I already know some people from Creative, like Randy, you know, Jordan, Kev, like they all cool people. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just like I got you, like, man. This is a platform, bro. We got yeah. you. Bro. They're, they're gonna holler back at you. Yeah, we're, 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 we're gonna get, hey, we're gonna make that happen. We're gonna get that done. If they don't hit you back, man, I'm gonna hit you back, man. We gotta do some content together <laughs> mm-hmm. for sure. We're gonna get you. We're gonna get you over to the Roll Up Network. We're gonna do something together. Uh, it just, it's a program. They're gonna hit you back too, but we definitely gonna do something together. Yeah, for sure. I have one more. Uh, I, I, this might take a while. I just wanted to know. Um, you had some tweets about um, like mental health, um, and, and it's we're seeing a lot of it, especially this year with with softball. Um, mm-hmm. Just wanted to ask, you know, because from the outside, and, and you were on the outside looking in, you're looking at. These football players and man, they've got it made. There's nothing wrong. They're on TV, all this stuff. Um, I just wanted to see if, if you wanted to talk about just like the mental health aspect of everything that you that's put on your plate as as a college athlete or even just as a um, a young professional um, and, and how you deal with it, um, how maybe it's impacted you and in some ways that that you handle it. Yeah. So from the football aspect. Um... It really honestly didn't hit me as much because I know the whole school and, you know, being an athlete thing, it's, it, it's, it's hard. Like, it's, mm. it's, it's very hard. But honestly, like, that's sort of what I used to do sometimes, like, in, you know, meditation. Sometimes I would just, like, sit and just figure out, like, okay, instead of, instead of overstressing about handling both, how am I going to handle it? Instead of just, mm. like, panicking about it, how am I going to handle it? So I would just honestly create, like, 
a schedule for myself based on what I had to do for football and what I had to do for class. And I pretty much stuck with that schedule, you know, for, you know, two years. And, you know, of course, you know, once I had a girlfriend senior year, obviously it kind of shifted a little bit, but for the most part, I was able to kind of like, you know, stay in that lane. And so it really, I mean, I, I mean, I've always had some sort of like deals with like mental health and depression and all that stuff, but man, it really did not hit until I was about to leave for, for LA. Like, I think like a year ago, a year and a month ago around this time, like I remember I went, I went out, I went out one day with some buddies and I, I don't know. I just, I just like had a whole, just like mental, like meltdown. So I went, I went home and like, I was just like, just writing, like, just how, like how I felt. And I just, I, I just, I felt in a sense imposter syndrome. Cause that is a real, that is a real thing. And at that point I was just like, am I, am I built to go to LA? Am I meant for all of this, you know, social media stuff? Am I meant to, you know, be out here as a creator and as a, as a voice and things like that. So like you question a lot of those things and it got to the point where like, to be honest with you, like there were times where where I where I almost where I almost took my, took myself out, and especially like in in LA, and kind of going back to some of those things where like little things start to you know start to add up. There were times where I just didn't feel like a part like a part of the team. I'll give some examples. You I mean I'm I'm not there anymore now, so I'll give some examples. So, um, for example, when we got it, when we got like new, when we had like a new space in the Rams building, everyone had credentials. Everyone had desks. Everyone had monitor. Everyone had like the, the usual stuff right. except, except me. And so you go to the NC championship game. Everyone has their, their normal, you know, their normal spots, you know, in the stadium, except me. They had, they, they had me in sort of like this almost cubicle type of thing where, first of all, my job is, watching the game live and so i had to pretty much watch through hearing hearing the crowd and watching on a tv screen so like that was that was one of those moments where i I just didn't feel like anything like i remember i told my boss after that game i was like i don't mean to be a debbie downer but i was like i don't know if i should be happy you're pissed off right now like i really i really don't and so we go down to the field and you see all the confetti and like I literally just had like I just broke I broke down again like like I, there was a picture I don't know I still don't know who took this picture but one of my friends sent it to me there's like a picture of me like just kind of like holding my phone and like I was like in tears and I was just like calling like calling my mom and my dad I was like I was like I'm I'm getting out of here like there's like there's there's no way I'm I'm, I'm staying here that was the longest drive home I ever I ever had in my life and you know. Like during that time, it was just like it was just so many like emotions. And plus, when you're two thousand miles away from home, especially for the first time for that long, it's never easy. Mm-hmm. So the Super Bowl, th- Super Bowl, you know, Super Bowl week was fine. And literally, they tell me at uh, before the team parade, you know, everyone has spots like on a team bus. Any guests except who? So it was just one of those things. I'm like, you can't like you can't make it up. Like, listen, I know I'm I know the way I got into the world of sports is it's very uncommon compared to everyone else who managed to, you know, have a major in sports management and things like that. And so 
I, I've, I've always kind of had that chip on my shoulder in that essence. And so like literally that whole parade, everyone's on the bus, you know, they're getting content and doing their stuff too. But I'm just kind of sitting here ground level, just watching the champagne and just <clears throat> pour on them. just like, and so after, after the parade was, after the parade was over. Um, so I go behind the bus. Cause I was just, I was just trying to like, you know, uplo upload some stuff. And I saw people, People that did, did not even work for the Rams. People that didn't even work for the Rams taking pictures with the Lombardi trophy. Like it was a prop or something like that. It was just like no big deal. And I'm like, oh, snap. Like, let, me, let, me, let me get a picture with it. So lo and behold, I go over there and, you know, them higher powers. I'm not even going to name drop because it ain't even worth my breath. But they then they cover it up with a blanket. And I'm like, yo, it's like everyone else is taking pictures with it. So I'm like, you know, whatever. Maybe I'm tripping. So. Going to the studio, do I need to do 30 minutes later? People are still taking pictures. And so I go back and I'm like, okay, let me try this one more time. So me and my friend, we walk up, same thing, cover up with a blanket. And so that was one of those things. <coughs> yeah, okay. I was like, that's that's that that did it for me. And then on top of that, like our our boss boss, like we we had a whole I guess going away thing. Did, didn't hear a word from her, didn't get an ex interview from her, didn't get a thank you from her. Like every every promise that I made to her going in, I kept. Mm -hmm. I told her, yo, I'm like, we're gonna we're gonna make our IG stories look good. We're gonna we're gonna get TikTok to a million followers, got them to a million followers on Super Bowl Sunday. And I I like every promise that I made, like I kept. And so it's one of those things where I tell people all the time, it's like, listen, you know, I know a lot of people in this sports media world don't like me, but and listen, the way I the way I look at it, it's like you ain't gotta like how I got here, but you're gonna respect how I stay here. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where I, I don't really really acknowledge it anymore. Yeah. Especially now when they told me I'm gonna get a ring. So it's like, okay, you know what? Appreciate you. I'm, I'm gonna leave yeah. now. Let the best let the best to join the best. That's how I look at it. A word of advice, man. I feel you, I feel you on all of that, bro. But just just you know, just keep working, though. Don't take it personal. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I know I know it's very easy to dog and it's very it's very hard concept to, to understand, but don't take it personally, just keep working, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like you if you watch the Kanye documentary, anybody that's trying to mm -hmm. earn respect, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You feel if you feel slack or, or you know what I'm saying, or, or people not giving you your just due, just keep working, bro. Mm -hmm. Just keep working. And make them make them make them be undeniable, dog, where they just gotta yeah. be like, yo, mm -hmm. either gotta work with you or give you your credit, you know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. just keep working, don't take it personal, bro. Right, yeah. Still learning. Talk. You, you talented, though. You talented. Yeah. Don't, take nothing, don't take nothing personal. Trust me, bro. You you hella talented, and you don't have to be waiting on anybody to give you like you know uh, 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 any you know. I'm trying to find a word for it, but you don't need anybody to to, to approve of what you're trying to do, bro. Mm -hmm. You talented. You know what I'm saying. You have arrived. You, you accomplished some things, bro. You ain't you, you didn't set out to do any of this, man. So just keep just stay on that journey, bro. You couldn't. You, and you, you've already you've already been undeniable. I mean, right. wanted to get into Florida. You were smart enough. Uh, right. Only Dan is the, Dan's the only one smart enough out of, out of the three of us to get into Florida. Um, right. Walked on the football team uh, out in L.A. Just just a, a, a kid in North Carolina out out, going, out, in, out in L.A. Now you're now you're in New York, New Jersey, working for the NBA. Like you've already been right. undeniable. So mm -hmm. you just got you just got to keep that because it's easy to kind of get off track and. And let things, let little things kind of build chip. up. 
Keep that yeah. chip on your shoulder, dog. That that that, that walk on chip, or, you know. Keep yeah. that chip on your shoulder, but don't take it personal, bro. Just keep yeah. grinding. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's great advice, boys. Uh, Clifford, we'll let you run, my friend. Dude, it was an absolute pleasure having you on. Great interview, great insight, great story, and we're going to be rooting for you. Um, obviously, you're all over social media, so let everybody know where they can follow you. Yeah, yeah they can follow me on, you know, we'll keep it real, on Twitter at Cliff Taylor IV, IG at Clifford Taylor IV, and TikTok, just Clifford, my first name. No underscore, no nothing. Just my first there you name. Go. It's really cool. Mm. So. You got you got in on the ground floor of TikTok. We need to we need to get your social branding even on on all these spaces. We need to yeah, put at yeah, Clifford you, on all of them. Yeah, you know what? So uh, one of my coworkers at the ranch, she used to work for Twitter, so I spoke to her about that, mm. and she was like, "Yeah, apparently the dude that had uh, Clifford on Twitter before was was bad news. Terror. He was a terror. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, damn. I was like, well. No, at least you try, so I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. If I, if I ever retire off the suit, they're not gonna let nobody else get it, man. The guy, the guy that has it on IG, I'm convinced is a bot because every everything he posts is like pictures up of either his house, nature, or a bunch of butterflies. Yeah, so, yeah. So you know, I'm I'm sure I'm sure if I DM him, he's gonna be like, All right, you can get it for like about five hundred thousand dollars. I'm like, never mind, I don't need it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> all right. That's okay. Um, <laughs> keep it for that. Uh, well, Clifford, man, it was a pleasure having you on, brother. We'll uh, definitely yeah, yeah, do this sure, again man. soon. And then please do stay in touch. I think there's some opportunities. I know to work with uh, Silk and the Roll-Up Network and uh, us at Stadium and Gale as well. Thanks so much. You know, I got to show the Gator ties. Yeah, you know? there it right. is. <laughs> I love All right. Brother. Appreciate you guys. Right. Appreciate you. Thank you. Clifford Taylor, man, great interview. Good insight. Wish him the best cool story absolutely man absolutely let's give a quick shout out to another sponsor of stadium and gale the gators grabbed a basketball commitment while uh clifford was talking but uh let's give a shout out to our friends over game time sidekicks gametimesidekicks.com use promo code stadium at checkout for 10 percent off of your order best vacuum sealed drinkware in the game Uh, again gametimesidekicks.com Promo code STADIUM at checkout for 10% off of your order. Uh, While he was talking, while Clifford was talking um, on Instagram Live, the Gators grabbed Riley Kugel uh, from Dr. Phillips in Orlando, the number 48 overall prospect in the class of 2022. Six foot four, 185 pounds. Had previously been committed to Mississippi State. Uh, Ben Howland. Uh, was uh, let go or uh, left, pardon me, and uh, he opened his commitment, was down to Florida, Georgia, and LSU. Ultimately, Todd Golden shoved Mike White in the locker, grabs the number 48 (laughs) commitment, and uh, that rounds out. uh, Certainly a great four-star get for him, uh, rounding that out with a uh, top-five transfer class, so good first couple of months for Todd Golden in Gainesville. Ty got busy. Ty yeah. got real busy, um, real fast. Our national recruiting analyst for basketball, Jamie Shaw, was really impressed. Saw him at the Monteverdi uh, Academy Invitational. Um, says long arms, physically developed frame, um, comfortable on the ball, great vision, um, explosion, can get to the rim anytime he touches the paint, competitive, um, good in the passing lane. He's a three-level scorer. So it's like like we said earlier, Silk, Todd Golden's cooking. He's getting the yep. recipes. He's in the kitchen. The burner's on. Just got to see what the meal tastes like. 
That's all you ask for him right now. Yeah, right now that's all you ask for him. You see, we'll see what happens when the balls get tipped. But um, right now, ball, 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 ball. I see he's getting his. He's getting his. Uh, he's getting his mise en place on. Getting dinner ready. For sure. Uh, I, I do want to touch on a uh, separate topic, but somewhat related. And Nick got himself involved in a timeline discussion to my good buddy Paul T. Black, and ultimately about the the timeline about Billy Napier and recruiting, and about the pace in which it seems like the fan base is expecting results uh, in recruiting, at least vocalizing their thoughts. Um, Nick, if you want to give kind of a summation of that that conversation and you know your thoughts, do, do you feel like the fan base is being a little uh, quick to judge the results in the recruiting world on uh, in football? Yeah, I think I think the summation is. Um, I mean, we're, I'm already seeing him called you know three star Billy, um, Sunbelt Bill, my favorite Bill from Lafayette. I like that one. Um, That's all right. <laughs> They've not heard that one, but that's all <laughs> that, right. That, that, it sounds it sounds like a, a Paul Feinbaum caller. Well, we'll go next to Bill from Lafayette. Um, but I, I think it's – and this is my third new head coach, my fourth coach overall since I've been covering the team, third new head coach. They're always There's always a honeymoon period. And it's like whatever the coach does, whatever the coach says, even if some of the media is like, ah, this is, this is bad. You know, Mark Long – I think is still hated for calling Jim McElwain a used car salesman. He called him like a used car salesman, like first weekend that he showed. Him I don't, I don't think anybody hates uh, Mark Long because of that anymore. Might I think be other reasons. Found 30 or 40 other reasons since then. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, but there's usually a honeymoon period with these new head coaches. And, and I was interested because I mean, obviously I'm tied into social media because of my job. I'm on Twitter all day. I'm on the message boards all day. And I can just see that, Fans are already starting to turn, and maybe those aren't. Maybe that's the the vocal minority. But I just see fans like exasperated, upset, angry at the lack of recruiting or the perceived lack what, of what, recruiting, what, lack what, of lack landing of, people. What I mean, landing who? Who we miss? I, I don't think. I, I, so I, you're going to come and say, like, listen, we're in the conversation for these guys. We're not in the conversation. They want results. I, I think people are, are mad that there aren't results. Yeah. But is there a lack of results? I guess is my bigger question. I mean, I think, you know, and and I'm curious to hear Silk's uh, thoughts as well, but I don't see the players that they're after committing elsewhere, right? I don't see Florida having to move down to their third, fourth, fifth, sixth option, right? I think all of the guys for the most part, and I'm sure I'm missing a few, most of the guys that Florida's after are still completely open. I mean, even mm-hmm. if you look at the quarterback board, and I'm not here to be apologist for none of these guys. I'm waiting and I've been on record. I'm waiting on these decision dates of, of these mm-hmm. top players along the I four. They're in our in our wheelhouse of what we want top elite kids to be. And that's them decision dates I'm waiting on. And I judge the, the, the uh, staff at that point. But even you look at the quarterback board, we could bicker about it, but no no new offers are going out. You know, new names are popping mm-hmm. uh, uh Rashada, the names that are popping back up are bigger names. So um, I don't know. People are just bored, bro. I don't know a real reason to to judge the staff. I'm not even trying to like joke. I'm dead serious because no, until, I get it. until until these elite kids we got blue chippers. It's a historically great year across the board in Florida. So I don't know why anybody has the need to jump jump the gun. Just sit here and vibe. Um, I do think the effort's there. Uh, if you want to look at, if there's a lack of effort. We seen Dan Mullen uh, water skiing during the summer. I got that 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 uh, or, or poolside, 
looking inebriated. <laughs> you see, living, a lot, living a lot his best life, right? And I and I got the concern. Yo, yo, where's the where's the results? But uh, first, first uh, summer of these guys, uh, you see the activity, you see the visits, you see the blue chippers coming on campus a lot. Uh, and I know, you, I know, we want to see these guys pop. We did have uh, LeBlanc pushes commitment day back he's been on campus a million times but until these guys decide i do like what we're trending do you want to press these guys to maybe commit before but if god but guy got a decision day in july or june what are you gonna do hold a pistol to his head before a month and say hey you're on our campus now commit just vibe we'll see what these guys can do when these dates pull up mm-hmm. yeah in the uh in the meantime in the world of recruiting um florida did get a couple of predictions uh, for some big names um, on the on three prediction index, uh, Cedric Baxter, uh, the four star running back, uh, has been predicted to UF. And then uh, John Walker, the defensive lineman from Osceola, um, has been trending towards UF as well. Certainly, Trayon Webb, a guy that Florida um, you know, was likely leading for as well. Uh, a number of players that have uh, pushed Florida uh, into their top five, top three, top two, top seven, top whatever number. You know, Florida sits in a really good position, I think, for a lot of big names. And, you know, you don't see, I think compared to last year, the year before, maybe even the, you know, four or five years before now, you saw a lot of prospects commit early. I feel like it's completely changed where a lot of your top guys have stayed uncommitted for a longer time and COVID has a little bit to do with it. I think coaching changes have things to do with it, but I think that this year's recruiting uh, cycle is, is quite a bit different than what we've historically seen over the last, you know, four or five years in terms of when players are committing. So um, I just thought it was an interesting debate. Um, I do, I do think like people are giving uh, Billy Napier and the staff a, a much harder yank on the chain of hey, where are we at with things? But I, I don't um, think I, there's a reason. I don't think there's a reason to hype. I don't think there's a reason to hmm. uh, give excuses for. I think it's just wait and see. Mm-hmm. I think that's the mode we all should be in. Just wait and see and vibe. I don't think nobody has to jump to a conclusion. I don't think nobody has to cape for Billy. I think everybody could just vibe and, and wait for these big decision dates and see what happens, mm-hmm. man. Uh, also. Uh, this is just a new it's a new climate of what recruiting is. We don't we, like we won't all want a blue chip quarterback, but we also see guys like Rashad and like bitten and, and like negotiating yeah. and doing some other type of things, man. So uh, like y'all better get realistic, man. That's everybody in the state of Florida as far as recruiting. I don't see the numbers of of, of NIL offers and the big moves that Texas A&M and those programs are making to think we're going to land a top five class. I'm just being realistic with myself as a fan. I love this logo. I think we uh, got a guy that can, can recruit. He's from a a, a bloodline or a, a coaching tree that that breeds recruiters. That's where he's from. He can do that type of stuff. But bro, this this is a business. Now I don't see the efforts. Um, the top five recruiting class, the recruiting class are making big nil efforts um, as far as getting those type of guys in, man. So uh, everybody's got to be patient and let see to see what the nil how nil work out. How Billy work out and, and you know um, these decision dates just vibe no 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 need to rush yet we'll let you know we the vibe of the we the pulse of the <laughs> timeline and the emotions <laughs> of, of Gabe we'll let y'all know when to panic but right now they, I, don't, I don't see no need to Katie and and and, and the crew hook they they cooking up a little bit we good <clears throat> it um I, you keep mentioning Rashada Rashida uh, I think that's just a, a hat on the table there I could be wrong but I think uh, see what I'm saying. Why? 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 West Coast? West Coast? 
I, I just think Florida's a hat on the table. Why would you think I, that? Just, I just want to educate the fans. Not, it's not me personally. So, like, there's articles that's coming out. His dad saying that he, he foresees Florida being in, in, in his top two towards the end. He got two visits set up before uh, his decision day here this summer. So, mm-hmm. with two two visit days set up before his decision day this summer, and his dad saying that Florida will be in his top two. I think he reported at the 247. Um, what, why would you think they would just have on the table? Just to educate. I just think <clears throat> I just think right now Florida's a hat on the table. If you, you come down, a visit can change things for sure. Um, I just think right now that I, I would not be penciling him into Florida's class. And, and I think the only, the, really the biggest, the biggest concern for me with recruiting is that quarterback spot. Um, and, and Hey, listen, uh, friend of the show, Andy Staples, uh, put it out there. I think like two weeks ago, he thinks Arch Manning comes to Florida. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's you gotta, listen, you gotta listen to the whole take, though. I don't think he was just saying come to Florida. There's a lot of scenarios and a lot of twists and turns that gotta happen for for his his uh arch manning to to Florida's situation to happen. Um, but back to Rashid, I, I just don't think that Florida is, is is that that in it. Obviously, listen, you're t- you're in the top seven, so you're better than 200 something other schools, but uh, I, I don't think that they're in contention and, and we can clip this and if i'm wrong if he's a gator we can clip it and we'll put it out you've oh, been God. wrong more wrong about worse things before so well no problem calling you out nick timeline has no problem calling you out either <laughs> go have at it i uh, do um anything else about recruiting obviously a lot of new things um or, you know a lot of new names a lot of visits happening over the next couple weeks uh, as well, but uh, any final thoughts on recruiting uh, before we get to the end of the show? No, that's it, man. That's what I'm at with. I'm just vibing away. I do like, mm-hmm. like I said, the traction. Um, some of it seems corny, all the tweeting and all that stuff, but this is for 16, 17-year-old kids, not for grown men, man. So I do like the activity. I like how busy they are, and we'll see the results this summer, bro. Yeah, it's uh, that's just kind of like where, where the culture is, though, right now. Um and it's like that stuff looks corny and it's easy to poke fun at if you're not getting, you know, immediate results. I think that's kind of what you're seeing, you know, on the timeline. The why not Florida. Um, what was the one yesterday? What was the one Sunday? It was like um, they had one today, I think. They went to, I what? missed I missed Mondays. Sundays was like you should stay home in Florida, something like that. Yeah, I think that it was one, about Hakeem Williams, right? Um, it was Thinking you should stay in Florida. I believe Hakeem Williams uh, tweeted, thinking I should stay in Florida, pondering face, pondering face, pondering face, emojis. Uh, And then, I don't know, 15 or so staff members uh, tweeted, thinking you should stay in Florida. I'm not mad at any of that goofy stuff, bro. I don't know who who the people are that mad at that. I just got got decision dates. And then if if we scrack out on decision dates, then I'm mad at it, right? Okay. But until I'm, I'm with that. I'm with that. I'm with that. Right. Yeah. It, uh, and, and, and it's you, like man. the tweet. Yeah, the tweets aren't for you. Like, listen, the the swamp green jerseys weren't for you. The kids liked them, so that that's what matters. <laughs> Dan, Dan with a, a visceral reaction to, to even the, know the, kids the like mention those. of the swamp green jerseys. The, the they like the cleats. They like the cleats because I remember they let um. They let them wear like whatever cleats they wanted, and those ki- the kids wore those. Uh, I think they were like all black cleats, or maybe they were green cleats. They wore them after. They like the those low air vapors. 
All right, let's get into the last part. Uh, last thing we, we forgot to mention at the beginning of the show, the Gators do grab a transfer from Arizona State, wide receiver Ricky uh, Pearsall. Uh, announced that he was going to commit to uh, to the Gators uh, on Saturday. Um, he had 48 receptions for 580 yards and four touchdowns, uh, led Arizona State in all three categories. Uh, coming to Florida as a slot-wide receiver, um, good get. Uh, in, in my opinion, the Gators desperately needed a slot guy. Uh, they lost Jacob Copeland uh, last year to Maryland. Um, you'll have a lot of unproven uh, players, not saying they're bad, but not saying that they won't be great, but but certainly have a lot of unproven players uh, in that wide receiver quarter. So to be able to go out and grab one, a guy that's been productive, um, you know, in the Pac-12, uh, come over to Florida uh, is a good get. Uh, chose between uh, Florida and Oregon, uh, and will be enrolling in Gainesville shortly. I think that would have been bad. Like if you lose out to Oregon, because I think he was on record saying like I want to go and I want to compete against like the best. And I'm like, dog, Oregon. Like the last time Oregon and Arizona State played, I think Arizona State beat him. And Arizona State's like not a not a good program right now. Uh, so to lose out to that, I would have started questioning. Um, but like you said, Dan, uh, slot receiver. I think you slide mm-hmm. right in um, and a- as a starter. Um, so to me. Great get for for Billy Napier and for the program, and I think he, uh, if I know, if I'm getting not getting it wrong, I think he has two years to play as well. Yeah, that's my understanding as well. So, your yeah, thoughts? The, I know you had some more, thoughts earlier. Yeah, the more I looked at his film, the more I liked it. Uh, we just need some guys with some wiggle. Uh, he has decent speed uh, at four or five. Uh, slide is a huge need. Watching um, over the spring game, I do like what Reynolds showed us. Um, mm-hmm. But to get a veteran guy in that led that program over at Arizona State to come in and give us some veteran help is good. We still need some speed to take us over, take some things off the top. But I don't think we could, that, that help is coming this offseason. Yeah. Are you guys surprised uh, quickly on the lack of portal activity, not just at Florida, but just in general? I think a lot of people expected a pretty mass exodus in the first couple of years of the transfer portal. There was. This year there seems to be a lot less names. Um, what do you what do you think that is owed to? It's almost seemed like the coaches knew that that this the new rules was coming out with the eighty five mm-hmm. and all of that, and they then they kind of told guys to to, to kind of sit put and that rules are going to change. That's what it feels like mm-hmm. uh, because there was no rush to the portal. People weren't looking for a whole lot of opportunities, and it didn't look like the coaches were pushing kids out either. Um, so that's that's my overall take for it. That like the, the players kind of knew that this was on the on the horizon. And they all just kind of being a little bit more patient with, with you know, their options mm-hmm. instead of jumping out there in the streets and getting into that portal. It's a dark hole right now. <laughs> it's a dark. I was surprised. Um, I was surprised just because I've got Florida at like 80, 90, or 80, 91. I had to pull up my thing. Um, at one point over, you had about 91. I, I guess yeah, you'd be Florida, at 92 yeah. now. Florida's, um, yeah, with Ricky would be 92. Um and they're accepting preferred walk-on kids right now, so I mean mm-hmm. that's that's good. That's not going to affect anything. But I thought I thought we'd get some kind of exodus um, with with guys leaving, and and you know someone like so with the May first deadline, I thought it was all going to happen before that. Um, now you're looking at it, and and a guy, let's say um, I don't want I don't even want to name a name, but let's say a guy transfers now who isn't a graduate. 
they would have to get some kind of special waiver to be uh, available in the fall. Um, someone who is a graduate, like a, a Jordan Pouncey, who I think is set to graduate, um, you you aren't beholden to that May 1st deadline. You can go and if you're a graduate and be a graduate transfer and, and, and be available right away. So th- maybe some of those guys, there was also, um, it took me, took me a little bit of research and then uh, shout out to my, my guy, Ryan Young, who found it because it happened in um, LA with, uh, Lincoln Riley, there's a uh, NCAA bylaw number, stay with me here, bylaw 15.5.1.7, ah, which essentially, yes. <laughs> very familiar, um, which essentially lets a first-year coach cut a player um, as long as the school honors the scholarship, still pays for classes, uh, food, dorm, things like that. Um that player will no longer count against you um, and you're 85. Um, they used that. I think it was with more than 10 guys. USC does. They were trying to reshape their roster. Use that with more than 10 guys. And I think six of them elected to not play football anymore and, and finish out their academic careers at USC. Um, I don't know. I don't have any inside information that Florida's planning to use that, but I was looking at, well, how do you get down to 85? before the first week of August, um, there might be some tough conversations that have to be had. Um, and that's just kind of the nature of business right now in the NCAA. But that would be an avenue with Billy Napier being in his first year, an avenue that they could pursue. Um, and that's a tough conversation to have. But, like, listen, at the end of the day, <clears throat> that's going to allow you to continue going to school for free uh, and, and have the opportunity to earn a degree from the University of Florida. Hmm. Definitely be something interesting to watch as we continue to, to watch how it unfolds. I know if you look at the last couple of years, there's certainly a hell of a lot more players that entered the transfer portal than got out of the transfer portal onto teams. Uh, maybe there's a little bit more uh, cautiousness about uh, the way that these players are attacking it. Maybe the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And as my mom says, Sometimes you just have to fertilize your own lawn and make it as green as it possibly can because it's not always greener. It's not always healthier. So uh, last piece of news, uh, this was a, uh, a name that we were also kind of monitoring. Uh, but Jermaine Lowell, uh, who's also from Arizona State Defensive Tackle, now was supposed to visit UF this weekend, um, did announce that he's going to be transferring to Louisville. Uh, the word on the street through a number of sources is that he just simply didn't have the grades to go and attend the University of Florida. So I certainly wish the young man uh, the best of luck, uh, whatever the circumstances may be, uh, and best of luck at Louisville. Uh, so uh, Manscaped ad read, and then Real we'll quick, take us this, out. The, the, oh, yeah. this, this is the part where it gets weird because everybody thinks like uh, it's all the same and, or we have this conversation so like every single season where – uh, qualifying for NCAA is just qualifying and clearing houses, just clearing house. Clearly it's not, man. When it's time to get in you up, there's certain credits and certain things you need to get in. Uh, we always run into these stumbling blocks, whether, it, whether it's a transfer, JUCO, and sometimes high school, it just, it ain't, it's easier to get in Louisville. Um, now I think that was a big loss. We, we need help in the trenches. Our defensive tackle is a big hole. Just like I wanted a speedy wide receiver. Uh, we need quality defensive linemen to come in and give us some help this fall. So, mm-hmm. uh, just another uh, letdown in the portal. Uh, and it just wasn't a whole lot of bodies to choose from, to be honest. 
Yeah, you know, Florida definitely has some holes at defensive tackle. Uh, you know, there's some question marks at tight end. Uh, there's probably another few positions uh, that Florida could probably use some additional depth at. Uh, you know, but Florida is going to be in a position where they have to cut uh, right now until they make those cuts. Um, there's not probably a lot left. Obviously, if they were going after Lowell, they were going after a few others over the course of the last couple of weeks and months. There's obviously going to be some potential spots opening. But I think we all on the show expected probably eight to ten people uh, to leave, and, and those did yeah. not leave yet. So uh, certainly there's time, uh, but but still surprised to see where Florida sits right now on their uh, their total um, roster uh, size right now. Silk, you want to take us to a Manscaped ad read? Then I'll pick the song of the week, and we'll get on out of here. Absolutely. Uh, shout out to the great folks at Manscaped.com. Be sure to use coupon code SG20 at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's hot, man. Memorial Day weekend is on the horizon. Summer is here. Um, and if you're not appropriately putting ball deodorant on, your balls are sticking to your leg. And that's egregious, you know. Uh, grow up, get some ball deodorant, get the lawnmower 4.0, shave that. Save the family jewels. Get it right. Um Coupon code 20SG for 20% off at checkout. Take care of the family jewels. No. Living unrighteous. Body spray, underwear, uh, deodorant. Also, I haven't got my underwear yet, Dan. Uh, it's coming Self- soon, Nick. Self-care package, man. Got to take care of yourself. It's coming soon. It's coming soon. I need, I need them to throw the ball deodorant in there with it. Well, you can also buy it by using promo code 20SG at checkout and spend the $8 that I believe it costs. At this point, just use the X, man. You degree. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do something, bro. It's hot out here, bro. It's a sticky situation if you're going out here like that, unrighteous like that. It's crazy. Nick, if you can't afford the, the Manscaped, then just do something. So it's like, so it's like, I don't think Nick's girlfriend is actually need- doing a clinical. I think yeah, he's yeah. had to get out of that musty ass yeah, house. You never yeah, know yeah, when yeah. Lauren's going to visit you again. And the last <laughs> thing you need is, is mustiness. So I had enough. True. So I <laughs> One plus one. We're, we're figuring this out now. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Um, I'm going to play uh, Zach Bryan today. Uh, Zach Bryan. Um, Came out, I'm just going to give you a little backstory because I think it's pretty cool. Um, came out when he was in the, uh, or came out with a, a couple songs when he was in the military, put them on YouTube, uh, put them on a number of different places to uh, to be able to listen to, but he's still active duty military. So I never really got the chance to, uh, to tour or anything else. Um, but uh, after uh, he uh, was honorably discharged from the military, he put out an album that a lot of people are waiting for a 34 uh, song project um, and 34. The, 34 songs. Yep. Became yeah, the most to listen to that, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a couple hours worth of music. It's funny. I was uh, when it came out on Spotify the other day, I looked at it and I was just going to drag him into a folder to listen to later. And I just kept scrolling, scrolling. I'm like, how many songs are, you know, sometimes they'll put like, you know, a live version or whatever, but 34 unique songs on there. Um, and shout out to him because it just became the most streamed country album in a single day this year. Um, so mm. Zach Bryan, uh, can't go wrong with any song on there, uh, but we'll go with um, something in the orange, uh, which is a great song. So uh, boys, great seeing you again. And uh, we'll see you next week. Same corner, same time.
Same corner, same time, my guy. Shout out to Cliff. Great interview. Same corner, same time. All right. Fine by dust cloud, I'm telling you, baby These things eat at your bones and drive your young mind crazy But when you place your hand between my collar and jaw I don't know much, but there's no way at all I'm damned if I do and I'm damned if I don't Cause if I say I miss you, I know that you won't But I miss you in the mornings when I see the sun Something in the orange tells me we're not done Just a man to me, you're all I am Where the hell am I supposed to go? I poison myself again Something in the orange tells me You're never coming home If you leave today, I'll just stare right the way The orange touches all things around The grass, trees, and do How I just hate you Please turn those headlights around I need to hear you say you've been waiting all night There's orange dancing in your eyes from ball black Your voice only trembles when you try to speak Take me back to us dancing this wood used to creep To you I'm just a man, to me you're all I am Where the hell am I supposed to go? I poison myself again Something in the orange Tells me you're never coming home If you leave today I'll just stare right the way The orange touches all things around The grass, trees, and dew How I just hate you Please turn those headlights around Just a man to me, you're all I am Where the hell am I supposed to go? I poison myself again Something in the orange Tells me you're never coming home If you leave today, I'll just stare out the way The 
orange touches all things around The grass, trees, and dew How I just hate you Please turn those headlights around Please turn those headlights around